to the beginning of the 20th century. Yeah. No. Greeting you. You my missed next, it. My next guess was Krakow. Krakow? Why do you think Poland would be the seat of modern mathematics? Both crack your Crap What? I'm Are sorry, I didn't now? hear you over the sound of your Heath ice cream bar. Your Heath conduct the bar. The were the first people to crack Should we turn this off during the... Uh, if you want to, are you cold? Steve, no. You are sitting directly in front of the air conditioner. I was just thinking about the already high production values and how you maintain them. <laughs> oh, oh, Matthew, that's so sweet. False, but sweet. Oh, did you see Kathy Steeg is moving on? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for IMSA to announce that they need someone to apply for that job, and then I will apply for it, and then I will not get it. But I look forward to applying for it. We aren't recording presently, right? Yeah, we are. We are recording? We are recording. We already started recording. Yes. Okay. Yes, Steve, we know that you're ranked number 50 in the No, no, that world. was not the question, I was, nor was it the statement I was going to make. Is this is this what they call a... I don't know, what kind of open is this when it just starts? Cold mid- open? Not, re- not it's, even a I don't know, open. it's our open. It's the ethical rioting open. Well, now it is. <laughs> But the actual open just came in mid-conversation. That's what we always do. Yeah. Because my inspiration is the, oh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this, the Nerdist, now known as the ID10T podcast, hosted by Chris Hardwick, which has been stopped indefinitely. He's, like, stopped publishing ever since it came out that he was emotionally abusive to his previous girlfriend. Yeah, now I can't listen to that podcast. Well, that's because you can't listen to that podcast because it's not publishing anymore. Well, there's that, but I had the backlog of like 100 episodes that I was telling myself eventually I would listen to. No. I mean, it's one of my favorite podcasts. But what do you... So I have conflicted feelings about this Chris Hardwick situation. Because, first of all, just so you know, he's going to be fine. He's a straight white man married to a Hearst. Like, this man, like, you could claim that his career is ruined, but like, he's fine, right? He's never going to be homeless. He's never going to starve. He owns multiple houses. The man is fine. Will you be upset if I informed you that despite the fact that I read the news so much that it really impacts my productivity levels, I have no idea what you're talking about? <laughs> it's refreshing, actually. <laughs> so Chris Hardwick... I've like, never heard of this person. Really? I've never heard of that podcast. You've never heard of The Nerdist? He used to host... He actually is back to hosting The Talking Dead, which is the, the fan TV show on AMC after The Walking Dead. He was taken off it, and he got cut from all of his Comic-Con panels. He used to host a lot of panels at Comic-Con. What is this person's name? Chris Hardwick. Given that Google... What was his name? Google Monkey. Should we call him Google Primate? Is that... No. no. Google Monkey is funnier. It's inherently funnier. It's like calling them pants versus trousers. Okay. Pants are inherently funnier. Chris... Don't give me that look. Chris Hardwick? Yeah, Hardwick. What about Slacks? 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 Chinos? Chinos? I thought chinos were a very specific color of trousers. Bloomer. Are chinos actually a color? I thought they were. Is it a fabric? In the same way that khaki can be a fabric? Well, now this is why we need... Wait, khaki is a fabric? This is why we need Google Monkey. I thought khaki was a color. Khaki... I'm not even going to get into that etymological knot because I really have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway, but, but the point is, so I my wanted question, you to have enough opinion. I wanted, I wanted more information. But Chino, I, so I presume that that was a type of fabric or style of trouser pant. I because think I've so. never, I mean, because at stores you will see chinos that are different colors. Oh, I assume chinos were a brand. I guess. I've never even seen this person. It's okay. You don't have to. He's not like Brad Pitt famous. What was Steve ranked 50th in the world to have? Uh, his Westworld game. That he plays on his phone. Was this inspired by the, the television show? Absolutely. How long ago were you ranked 50th? Well, you know, let's not worry about these. <laughs> Are you now 49th? No, it's like, a, you know, they've got competitions every, say, weekend. And so every maybe other weekend I'm 50th. Because it turns out it's a game that rewards obsessive-compulsive type behavior. And oh, guess what? That's why I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I actually find it very cathartic. This is, And this is what amuses me. I was like... Because it can't be perfect. You just have to go with the best thing you can do in that given moment. And that is a very free realization for one of us. I have also seen a couple of games played where there's there's no way to, to win it. Yes. You mean like Tetris? No, you can win Tetris. No, it just keeps going. Well, I've never made it past rank level 11, so maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking of Tetris. But... You mean like... Like, like choose your own adventure games where there's really right. The only end is when you give up. This was when like I when I was a kid, and I was like, ah, martial arts is the worst because like, like I was like because it wasn't like school. It was it wasn't like you could like ace the test and then you were done. You had learned everything you needed to know. It was like no, there's there's always more to learn. And I was like, this is terrible. Well, then you found out with school, there's always more to learn. <laughs> right. And it still drives me nuts. <laughs> so I'm like, what do you, it's like, one I, day I will catch up on all of these TV shows, but there's always more to watch. Should I roughly how I was with ID10T? Well, now it stopped and you can finally catch up. Should I gift you for your upcoming nuptials uh, either a set of encyclopedias or all of Wikipedia printed out and stapled no. together? Oh God, please don't. Please, please don't. Oh, um, also, remind me I have something to talk to you about post-podcast. Also, what if I were just to print you out the pages that discuss the limits of, the current limits of knowledge in each discipline? I feel like Wikipedia is not the proper place for that. Oh, sure. There's all sorts of, uh, like, mathematical notions that remain involved. (laughs) Right. Uh, Perhaps in Göttingen. Well, well, there's the traveling salesman problem. We haven't solved that yet, have we? Oh, I was reading an interesting headline the other day of an article that I meant to read about universally solving some kinds of problems. But i got to go the nearest neighbor type problem. going to be interesting. Looking forward to it. However, uh, speaking of Göttingen, so as the center of mathematics, there's a famous mathematician who was the chair of the university there named Hilbert, who proposed 21 problems, I think 21, for the 20th century. 
And so uh, many of them have been solved, but several remain. So now they're left awesome. over in there for the 21st century. See, so I could bound all of those well, kinds of uh, outstanding puzzles together to, uh, to serve as a constant reminder that there's always more to learn. Great. Well, I mean, and we, can go, so we can go right back into mathematics and, and uh, talk about Juta and how Juta... I am going to go to Guta's house because it's in Frankfurt. I've been there. Actually, I thought it was in That for any Weimar. It's in Guta. Finite set of rules. Wait, Guta was a mathematician? I thought he was a philosopher. Good. Weren't they all everything back then? I mean, it's true. The Renaissance, I, I dropped we, no, they lost whatever. the idea Good. of the Renaissance. Whatever. If, no. if Goethe did not live in Weimar, I have misremembered a portion of my IMSA trip to Germany in the summer of 2000. I mean, he may have or, lived in Weimar. Uh, all I know is Frankfurt, part of the... Uh, Fairy Tale Road, they're like, when you're in Frankfurt, you should visit these places before you set off on your journey on the Fairy Tale Road. In any Which case, is what I'm doing. Statements that are true can't be proven true. Whatever. Done. Moving on. <laughs> I'm going to look up uh, where all of the different places good to live. Yeah. Good. Also, oh my Did gosh, it bother anybody? Time out. This is very important. Okay. Does it bother anybody else that? All of the buses and many of the people in Chicago say Goethe for Goethe Street. <laughs> I mean, how often do you go to Goethe Street? It's not. It doesn't cut through the entire city. It's like in the Gold Coast, and that's it. Sure, but every once so, in a while, like, I'm on Clark. a bus there, and every you, once no, in a while, you're on the Clark bus or the Broadway bus. That's it. Those are two buses. Okay, fine. I I have been known to ride those buses, and you would be surprised the number of people who just bring it up in conversation, and they're like, "Oh, Goethe." Well, and also there's the there's Goethe, the oh, I thought it there's, was the, there's the Goethe slash Goethe statue in Lincoln Park at Diversity. What? Yes. What? It I've never a, seen that. It is a I don't know if it is a memorial to Goethe because or what because it is certainly not a true to life sculpture. It is um, of a very muscly man who is either nude or very nearly so. And uh, it's I not just like don't think that that was Goethe's uh, body form. And anyway, just last week, that statue came up in conversation, and somebody said, oh, by the Goethe statue. I'm not right. sure if my skeptical look is coming across the podcast properly or not, but it's there. That I there's think a you need statue to be louder. I need, I, I need your skeptical look to be louder. Are really you skeptical the about the statue being there, or about 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 the look of this statue primarily at the moment? Uh, well, but Google it, image it. Don't you guys remember Balzac, the Rodin sculpture of Balzac at the Art Institute? He's naked and he's like striding along. They just, you know, sculptors took some. But he's in a cloak. Well, I tell you what. Is every... he in a cloak? I don't think he's in a cloak. I think he's just naked. I think he's just naked Balzac. Hmm. Matthew, I'm waiting for you to make a joke about a naked ball sack. I am, uh, I don't know. You got there first, Katrina! I don't always stoop so low. Aw, man. When did I become the one with the dirty mind? Well, I normally stoop so low, but I am trying to avoid doing it on the podcast. Oh. Well, luckily, we haven't 
I don't think we've said anything so far today that would give us the explicit rating today. Do you, do you want to aim for that? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Here, I'm pulling it Do you it think right it's more or less likely to get me the job as the alumni facilitator at Emsa? Uh, it's a very good, as long as you're not serving minors alcohol. Don't do that. I'm not aware of any, oh, I'm sorry. I would not do that. It's not gold. I thought it was gold. There is a gold statue across <laughs> the street from this one. But look at look at Goethe. Do you think this is a true to life representation? But who's it by? And did someone else Google? I mean, it just looks like it should have been Hermes or something. Right. Oh, that's supposed to be Goethe. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. Actually, it now looks like it says to Goethe, the mastermind of the German people. Oh, that doesn't seem potentially racist at all. What year is this from? 1913? What? That's in the heart. No, that's just before World War One. From the yeah. Germans of Balzac. Chicago. No cloak. Look at that. He's just naked. Portrait of Balzac, the Art Institute of Chicago. Welcome to the podcast about Boom. images. <laughs> yeah. Naked. Gonna, naked man. Talk about things you can't see. It's it's in the same room as the uh, rainy Sunday in Paris. The introduction oh, to... Oh, it's the Hamilton statue that's golden. Why do we have a Hamilton... No, okay, Frank. Oh, I was about to say, okay, Frank. Um, Steve. I'm calling shenanigans on that Goethe statue. I gotta look into that. 1913. This is the cloak. You're thinking of Washington, D.C., Yes. Yeah, no. The one in the Art Institute. Super naked. Yeah. Yeah, see? Can you be... Isn't naked one of those words where you, you really kind of are or aren't? Although, didn't I just use... Oh, although... I did say partially naked earlier or something like that. Oh, well, yeah. I, I'd like to point out that I am going to Germany and I still remember how to say oh, yeah. I am naked in German. Ich bin? Ich bin nacht. There you go. Um, when are you going to Germany and what? Oh, it's, is it just the... I'm going for about two weeks to run a marathon in Berlin. Oh, that's right. But before I run the marathon in Berlin, I'm doing the fairy tale road, and then I'm going down to Neuschwanstein to see castles. Basically, I'm going to Germany to look at castles. I still eventually will have to go back to Germany to visit Munich and Hamburg and all the other stuff on the fairy tale road. I'm not going to get this time around. Wait, when are you going? I leave the Tuesday after Labor Day. And you're not going to Oktoberfest? No. Well, I'm going to be... No, I'm in Bavaria before it starts. Because it starts the weekend the marathon is. But by then I have to be in Berlin. And I'm going to Nuremberg the two days before that to visit my brother. And then I go to Berlin for three days. I run a marathon. I get on a plane. I go to Istanbul for 19 hours because that's my layover. And then I come back to Chicago. The exchange rate should be in your favor. Uh, not right now. No. No, in Turkey. Oh. <laughs> don't they use the euro? No. I don't. Well, they're giving me hostel prices in euros. So. Non-existent Google monkey. <laughs> they don't because they haven't actually joined. Euros. I don't know. The euro. Maybe they'll just accept my euro. I don't know. They're part of NATO. Yeah. Really? The, the North Atlantic Trading Organization? Yeah. They're not on the Atlantic. 
nor are they in the north of the Atlantic. How do you get to join NATO if you are not on the North Atlantic? Italy. That's a longer geopolitical discussion. We could talk about. But these are there my are questions. plenty of countries that are in NATO that aren't on the Atlantic. I know these are my questions. How does that work? Maybe we should rename NATO if we're going to let countries into it that aren't North Atlantic. What would you like to call it? I don't know. The other UN. Uh, I think no, no, it is decidedly not the other. <laughs> I think that back in the day, it probably wouldn't have flown to call it the, the uh, anti-communist <laughs> treaty organization. The ACTO, the ACTO. Yeah. Why don't we just call it that, the ACTO? You could suggest that to <laughs> Guys, your this is why leader. every time I think about going into politics, I am reminded that I should never Could go into politics. politics. Here's a fun... Here's a fun conversation for you. Mm-hmm. Um, although I won't steal anybody's thunder here. Uh, <laughs> as oh, you are know, you getting married? No. Okay. Uh, as you know, I know quite a few people that work at Fermilab, uh-huh. and they have a lot of fun coming up with uh, names, some of which are uh, rather cheeky for their projects. Mm. Do you want to share any of these cheeky names? No. You should bring some of them on to the interview about it. Are they instant alumni? Uh, no, but you could reach out. Some of them have mentored IMSA alums. Or IMSA oh, that might, okay. Okay. All right. So I can do yeah, that. We can, we can talk about that. If you want to be in Leon Letterman. Leon Letterman, y'all, building bridges. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. We can do this. Maybe that should be the goal of ethical writing, to get Leon Letterman on the podcast. Even though I'm too scared to reach out to other alumni that I don't already know. So this is going really well for Katrina breaking out of her inner circle. Well, have you thought about reaching out to people that you yes. don't know how you feel about one way or the other? Although I guess you mean like I don't know them? Yeah, like you go through the yearbook of people in our class and you're like, oh, I never really knew that person, but I never hated that person. Well, I mean, it's more that like I've met a whole bunch of like... Uh, and nobody hates anybody at IMSA. No, the woman who's in RC right now, Chris, Christiana? No, who's in... Uh, Candace. Candace Jackson. Candace Jackson. 2001. Woo! So, but she was like, I was like, I should have you on the podcast, right? And then Kenny Ruffin, I should have him on the podcast. Osmond would totally come back on. And then, like, when I went to San Diego, every time I'm like, I'm going to interview people in Southern California to be on the podcast. And, like, there have been a few people who have been like, yeah, I would do that. Did I? No. Because I was you like, I'm going to have to do this alone, and I'm scared. You could have done it in the perfect weather under a palm tree. I know. I know. But alas, I was also training for a marathon. Does the weather in San Diego drive you nuts, or do you love it? I love it. Yeah, it's I, a think little that's hot. Where, I think that's where I'm supposed to live. Oh, it's so perfect. I think if I hadn't fallen in love with Chicago first, I would have fallen in love with San Diego. I just never want to be cold again. Well, you can go to San Diego, where the cold, like, they, at 50 degrees, they're in, like, Patagonia. We might have discussed Winter. this on a previous podcast, perhaps the one in January, but uh, I did look up different ways that people have tried to determine uh, which location on the face of the Earth has the most perfect climate, based oh. on rainfall, sun, days with sun, all that sort of stuff. And San Diego. No. Uh, the capital of uh, American Samoa, uh-huh. and there is an American university there. Hmm. So I could pursue uh, academics and also never be cold again. Well, questions. Two things. One, would Jason be okay to move there with you? I'm sure there's an accelerator laboratory there. (laughs) (laughs) How far could it be to get to Japan? 
how to know this is an IMSA podcast. He just uttered the words accelerator laboratory without <laughs> irony. Two, but doesn't that, doesn't living in American Samoa put you closer to North Korea? So if they wanted to, I don't know, plunge the world into nuclear warfare? They could get him in Chicago warfare? at this point with the technology they have. Okay. Could they? Yeah. I mean... But they would they? Chicago, I mean, that's my question. Like, no, 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 would they, they aim for Chicago? Chicago? with enough reliability? Are you saying or they could, could they take out Toronto maybe get instead? in Indianapolis on <laughs> Or Peoria. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm from Macomb. So it's cool, Western Central Illinois. I still love you. I was just picking a large city somewhere near Chicago, but St. not Louis? Chicago. Yes. St. Louis would have worked fine. Iowa we City. could have chosen San Diego. Question. For all the accuracy that one might believe the North Korean intercontinental ballistic missiles might have. Can you name the four quad cities? Because I can only name the Iowas. Uh, let's try Moline. Oh, you've yeah. already got more than me. Rock Island. Ooh, you can do it. Davenport. Yes. Bettendorf. Yes. I was going to say Bettendorf. I only got Davenport and Bettendorf, so you're done. Bettendorf. <laughs> I, I knew the phrase quad cities. Dork? That's, that's Dork. all I got. Dork. What does it mean? Dusseldorf? What House. does it mean? City. You're going to Germany, you better know this. No, they're going to speak English at me, it's going to be okay. Um, I was going to have Google Translate. I literally, when I was booking my hostel for... Wait, uh, Matthew, what did you say at the end there? It means village. Okay. That makes sense. But also, I was booking my hostel in Steinau... Steino and der Strasse, and I literally just copy and pasted the entire page and then into Google Translate. So I, I, stayed, like, I don't know what these words mean. I stayed in a hostel in Toronto in June. It was my first time staying in a hostel in goodness knows how long, and it was actually a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I could have my own room. Uh, yeah, I'm switching between hotels and hostels. I'm looking for the hostels when I can, but then there's every so often they're like, stay in a castle, and I'm like, yes, please. Do they, do you want to have your own room? As I mean, ideally I would have my own room, but like also I need to spend as little money as possible on lodging, so. Or do many of the hostels offer no. private rooms? No, the cheapest rooms are going to be six to eight beds. Oh, wow. But that's fine. Are you going to camp? No, I'm going to bring a sleeping bag, though. Because some some hostels charge you for the sheets. Well, if you bring uh, a giant roll of saran wrap, you could build a makeshift tent. <laughs> right, but that's not going to fit in my, like, 17 kilograms that I'm allowed to bring on Turkish Airlines. Do they have a Costco-like uh, company in Germany? You have way more courage than I do in a foreign country where I don't speak the language and really I'm just going to run a marathon and see the fairy tale things and castles. Those are my favorite. What are all of the fairy tale things? Um just like a lot of Like do you see the the actual house where Yeah. So there's the Grimm's brother house. The witch tried to eat Hansel and Gretel. They have the thing like the house that inspired that and there's like the Now how much of that is made up? Probably a lot. But that's not the point. There's a lot of statues nowadays that you can see. There's a marionette theater. There's uh, there the Trendelberg Castle, is known as the Rapunzel Castle. There is, or there was, I presume it's still there, quite a bit of uh, puppetry theaters in Germany. And mm -hmm. I was rather impressed. Well, we'll see how much theater I'm actually allowed to see because 
I did you know apparently you have to like check into your hotel before 7 p.m. I was like, this is inconvenient. I was planning to not get into these, some of these places until like 10. Can you not hotel call or hostel and ask? What? Hotel or hostel? I don't know. Hotel for two of them, I think. You're up. I don't know. I'm taking trains, you guys. I am beyond my comfort zone here. I uh, I this, might have also shared this story on the podcast. I don't know anymore. I, I don't, don't either. I don't, I don't keep track of these things. I don't know who I tell my stories to anymore. We're also um, two podcasts behind, by the way. We're two what? Podcasts behind. Oh, we didn't awesome. publish in June or July. Oh, yikes. And you still owe me... Seven, I think. Vegetables. vegetables. Did I only send you a recipe for Andy? Yes. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Make it two things we have to talk about after the podcast. Okay, well, and I've also... So I signed up for a CSA... So I have been taking pictures of my own vegetables that the CSA sends me. They may not be leafy, but there are salads and there are corn O'Brien. And today I, I don't know a what that cucumber, means. tomato, melon salad with feta. I'm going to make eggplant parmesan because an eggplant showed up in my life. If anyone has any what ideas on how to make corn. I don't know. I'll show you a picture. Oh, Google Monkey's here. The brand, the breed of corn is O'Brien. No, no, no. It's like it a thing I had to make with peppers. He didn't. Google Monkey didn't like it. I've never heard of that. I would just like to state for the record, what kind of melon did you have? Uh, I have no. I idea. think one of the worst uh, culinary fads of the last few years was grilled watermelon. Oh. What? Thick. Why would you do that? Also, turns out, do not have a picture like of the Corn O'Brien. Google Monkey! Yay! Hello, darling! Uh, did you take any pictures of the Corn O'Brien? He's back! I don't think so. Yeah, no, we don't have pictures of the Corn O'Brien. Say hello to Google Monkey. But this Monkey, is the salad everybody. I made. Google Monkey's here! Oh. We've had to do all of our own Googling. I'm sorry. I know! It's this is the work. life that you've left us. Oh, Corn O'Brien sounds like succotash. It probably something like that. There's also like corn and quinoa fritters, which I decided not to make. Where are you finding these recipes? They the C- send them to me. My CSA oh. sends them to me. Except for the eggplant parmesan, which Google sent to me. Wait, what kind of melon did you say they sent you? For dinner tomorrow. What? What kind Google of? Google sent it to you, or did you ask Google for it? I mean, they're kind of the one I'm missing. Wait, are what? Are they not? What did you ask for? An eggplant parmesan recipe. And then Google was like, here you go. And I was like, thank you, Google. Huh. Okay. I like eggplant yeah. parmesan. Yeah. So we're going to have that. That's exciting. When did you start the CSA? It started, when did it start, honey, in June? It started in June. We get it every other week. We get to put on a vacation hold for the one week that we're out of town. We could have also gotten a fruit share. And that was too much money. That was more money than the vegetable share. So. I'm hungry now. Are you enjoying making all of the things? Do you only make the things they suggest? No. Uh, I've roasted a lot of corn because they sent us a lot of corn. Other thing that you could do with the corn, which I did a few weeks ago, was delicious with elote. What is that? Street corn. You normally get it in a cup. Yeah. And they put like a mayonnaise or sour Uh, creamy sauce on it with pepper. If you walk two blocks, you can go get some. Okay, but like, okay, first of all, you can do it on the cob. You can cut it off the cob. And okay, and so cutting the kernels off the cob, I literally just, like, took a knife and cut them off the cob. Yep, yep. That was 
So as you know, as you know, I grew up gardening. Oh yes, yes, yes. And uh, for some reason, one of the tasks that I hated the most, and it actually kind of enraged me, was uh, we would occasionally get a lot of sweet corn, and then we would freeze it. And the way you freeze it is to cut it off the cob. Oh okay. And I I have so much sweet corn. Do you guys want some sweet corn to take home? Because we have a lot. Corn I'll take it. Is that because you don't eat vegetables? Corn doesn't count as a vegetable. These are all fascinating statements. <laughs> I eat vegetables. Corn, I believe, is a vegetable. No, it's not. It's a starch. Define vegetable. I oh, don't goodness. know. We're gonna have a taxonomy talk, aren't we? Because <laughs> I can't. I. It's not okay. First of all, I know that corn is a starch. I don't know why. And I also know that even though tomatoes are technically a fruit. I count them as vegetables. vegetables. Yeah. Yes. So, so when I'm counting up my vegetables that I eat every day, in common, counts as one. In common parlance, uh, vegetable means any savory thing that you would use during the main part of the meal. And fruit. But not are, potatoes. Potatoes are also a starch. No. Yes, they have starch in them, but if you're dividing, people don't talk about, oh, you got to eat your fruits, vegetables, and starches. I mean, maybe now they do with all the different. Well, my, I remember growing Diet, up, my mother yeah. was like, I was, so we'd have a chore. One of our chores was we had to make dinner once a week. And I'd be like, great, so we're going to have pasta and peas and corn and potatoes. Because you had yeah. to have a salad, a main dish, and two vegetables. And I was like, boom! Yeah. And she was like, all of those are starches. This is not acceptable. <laughs> and I was like, count as a vegetable. It's potatoes and corn. And she was like, no! So I have internalized the fact that corn and potatoes are oh, not vegetables. Okay, well that's understandable. Yes, there are very, <laughs> there, there are very starchy vegetables. There is a larger point in there that we inherit the neuroses of our parents in some way, shape, or form. It's not the neuroses. It's more that I like for the life of me, I can't figure out how my parents were able to feed us meals that had two vegetables and a salad every single night for like 15 years. I can't do it once a week. I look at last. Google monkey, I can't even. I'm like, have some pasta and. Well, in fairness, they were only pasta. Doing it five nights a week. I drink more than Well, because you meals. and your brother had to do it one night a week. Well, that's true. And then we'd go out for pizza like one night a week. But then fruit, so fruit is generally used for dessert. There's a Supreme Court case about this, whether it's because it's this, uh, this produce wholesaler. Did you not see that? No, I. Oh, it's a very famous Supreme Court case. I'm sorry, this has not been covered by there the podcast was a tariff. Radio Lab more perfect, There was a tariff. So I'm Hashtag relevant oh. to today. Wait, what'd you say? That that is snarky. No. <laughs> no, she was saying it hasn't been covered by more perfect, and therefore it's not within her uh, Supreme Court knowledge. Oh, I'm surprised they haven't covered it. Uh, and well, this, they've been busy covering things like guns and women's rights. This is hashtag relevant to, to contemporary politics. Is it about um, the Commerce Clause? No, we're covering tariffs. <laughs> there oh. was a tariff on fruit, and this produce distributor or importer said, I, he tried to apply to be refunded for the tariffs he had paid on tomatoes under the logic that tomatoes are, botanically speaking, a fruit, meaning uh -huh. the body of a plant that contains the seeds. Uh -huh. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no, sir, you may be correct that it is botanically a fruit, but there is a difference between folk meaning common understandings of the uh -huh. categories that may or may not map directly onto uh, scientific categories 
we will not refund you the tariff. Wow. Kramer's intent, baby. Cucumbers are also fruit. Green beans are also fruit. What? Cucumbers are a fruit? I just put them in my melon cucumber tomato salad. Botanically speaking. Botanically. Folk folk taxonomy, they are a vegetable. Uh Uh-huh. Fascinating. Isn't it? I could go on about folk versus scientific taxonomies all night. (laughs) I actually (laughs) gave a public talk about this one. Every so often, it would be fascinating to just list out every topic that we cover. I mean, if I were good at being... Like a quick mention? Yeah. See, if I were good at my podcasting job, we would do that. That would also require me to listen to it more than once. Considering I refuse to edit... Then right. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I feel as if the edit. list would take longer to read than the podcast would to listen to. What I don't they know, don't, we have long podcasts. What's a listener? Is that, do we know if it's plural? More than one. Uh, no. I Hi, actually, Steve. I also don't know how many times. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Shout out Steve. to our number one fan. You're the best. <laughs> uh, Nobody has told you that today. <laughs> you're still the best. If nobody was going to tell it to you tomorrow... We will. Even better. We, will <laughs> have, we will have told you. It's true. Um, and then I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, what our listeners might not realize is that we actually have to practice extensively for this conversation to sound ad-lib oh, when, in fact, we write it weeks in advance. <laughs> Just like you write my leafy vegetables and I'm putting uh, in. Okay, all right. Someone's getting a little... It does take hours and hours to get these things ready to go. (laughs) So did I really only send you the recipe for Andy's? Yes. Okay. And are there any greens you do not want to eat at all whatsoever? So I tried to make kale kale chips. chips. I made kale chips. How was it? Uh, We threw them out because they sat on the kitchen table for a week without being eaten, and then they were gross. Why didn't you eat them? Because they were kale. Because they started out gross. They they were kale. They tasted like (laughs) kale. I like kale, but <laughs> kale chips, I've got I mean, to be honest with you, are generally kind of gross. Well, I've tried them. So the first time I made kale chips, I was, of course, living in New York. And I was like, oh, okay, these are okay. These are okay. And then the second time I made them, I was like, nope, these still taste like kale. They just with more salt on them. Of course, we don't know for sure that, that was kale. It could have been mustard greens, like you said. I'm pretty sure it was kale. It, it. Might have been. I couldn't quite tell from the picture. Well, they're gone now. So, it could have been kale, could have been mustard green. If you don't believe me that those two things could be confused, refer to your favorite internet source of images. I maintain that they can be confused. I would also like to posit that mustard green chips could actually be awful. I mean, they didn't taste any more awful than than the kale chips I made like seven years ago in New York. Did so you I put any flavoring on them? Yeah, there was olive oil and salt. But any other flavoring? No. Like, if you put crumbled up uh, Giordano's flavored potato chips on them, <laughs> I'm sure you would have eaten all of the kale chips. Or it was possibly a monstrosity that did not need to be spread <laughs> to vegetables. Google Monkey would like to interject. <laughs> just note the uh, list that we got from Farmer John that we specifically did not list kale. I believe it did list mustard greens. This is an item I have brought up several times. Google Monkey! Go get the thing off the, off the fridge! How do you not, not think to refer to the list of items in the box? 
I thought you just randomly picked it up at the store and were like, eh, this looks right. No, it came in the box. <laughs> it came in the box. It was a very buddy week. This week was a very I'm willing week. to try to make mustard green chips, but I think they might be, I think they would be gross. They were bitter. And I love mustard green Wait, is that last week's? Yes. Okay. Sure. Matthew doesn't, is perusing? Doesn't list mustard greens, but uh, one of those should be it. Lettuce. It just says... The lettuce is different. I've been eating the lettuce. That also requires a lot of washing because there's usually a lot of dirt on the lettuce. It doesn't say mustard greens anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it Google also monkey. doesn't say kale. I thought it was kale. In my experience with kale, it was Was it just like lettuce? Kale. No, because that's different. Well, I ate the lettuce. I had a lettuce salad today. Along with tomatoes. And celery. And You did think it said mustard greens on here? Uh, it was one week where we definitely had mustard greens on oh. it, but wasn't that week, apparently. Well, I can pull up the picture you sent me, and okay. we can. Do you have other lists? No, he didn't. He stopped saving the lists until I showed up and demanded he save the lists by putting them on the fridge. And he was like, why should we save the lists? you're like, just in case I do something really unfortunate <laughs> with some of the vegetables. <laughs> We have an eggplant this week. We have lots Are of corn. Are you sure it's an eggplant? Positive. <laughs> it's gig- Also, how do you peel an eggplant? Supposedly for the eggplant parmesan, I have to peel it and then slice it into and tiny And sometimes they want you to put salt on it to get the water to soak out. And you- yeah, it's like, but how do you peel an eggplant? You can use a vegetable peeler if it's really sharp, or you just go very slowly with a sharp peeler. But how do you know which part is the rind and which part is the inside? The I have never touched an eggplant before oh, in my the life. The rind is purple. I have used... The rind is purple and the inside is white. No, the right, the, the outside, the rind is white. Really? They yes. send you a white eggplant? Yes. You'll, you'll be Go able to Go get the tell. eggplant, sweetie. Go get the eggplant. You sent me that message on August 1st, so it could have been this week, because it ended July 28th. And had you had it for a couple of days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Because I didn't arrive back in town until July 30th. How? I was in San Diego for two months, gentle listeners. That's why you didn't get a podcast. Yes. For two months. For the microphone also. Yes, because I thought I was going to podcast like you two would have podcasted without me. Correct. And I was hoping... Because you had the microphone. To be fair, the list for this week does say eggplants, parentheses, maybe. So that could be an eggplant. I think that when you start feeling this, you will be able to tell. The inside is, is white, uh-huh. but it doesn't have this shiny texture, and the, the skin is very thin. Okay. No no worries. Just chop this little tip off this end. Okay. And then just use a peeler or a knife, and you'll be fine. Okay. Uh, gentle listener, the, uh, <laughs> imagine a... Uh, an eggplant emoji, but it's white. An eggplant white. emoji, but it's white. And you, you and kind of are spotted. basically in the room with <laughs> Thank you, Google Monkey. Wow, how confusing that they would send you. Well, only confusing if people are not familiar with vegetables. That they would send you vegetables that aren't on the list. It's definitely not. It's not any of these other things. No, it's not. Oh, also, can you tell me what this thing is? Ow. Uh, Was it also sent are... by Farmer John? She's never met Farmer John. She yells from the kitchen. 
Robert John leads an interesting life. That's what okay. I've gathered from so, the story. This is some kind of herb that I didn't put in the fridge because I didn't know if that would be helpful. And then this is some kind of herb that I think is... Is this what came that week? That's cilantro. No, this I can is smell this it from here. Oh, this is cilantro? Ooh, and it's molding. On the list. I wasn't cilantro sure if it was cilantro, cilantro or if it was summer... That's not summer savory. Okay, so this is cilantro. And when did this come? This week. Then that's the summer savory. Did this come summer. with this? Yes. Yeah. No, but are you sure that's not... Oh, yeah, no, that would be summer savory. Uh, what I would do, if I were you, is you can rub your fingers over these leaves and they'll fall off the stem and then you can save them and put them in receipts. What do I do with summer savory? Just all sorts of things that need a little kick. Savor them. You... But I don't know that Google Monkey will eat them. Google Monkey they would, will eat them. That would taste them? good with tomatoes. Maybe? I don't know. Does anyone else want cilantro or summer savory? You don't like cilantro? I don't trust that he's going to eat it, and I don't know what I'm going to put it in. That's the main issue. Do you ever make what are you? Do you ever make tacos? Do you ever make salsa? She is shaking her head vigorously. Another thing you can do, do you have like an empty ice cube tray? Perhaps emphatically yes. you could chop it up and put it in a block of ice cube tray, and then when you ever come across recipe and it's like, we need cilantro, you can pop it out and use it. Well, yeah, I would chop it up and then put it in. We will also begin transmitting the smells of these things <laughs> across the podcast. Okay. That's going to help our mellow vision. I just really need you every time I get a CSA box to, you can help me unpack it. I'm running out of ideas for all the corn that they send me. How much corn do they send you? A lot. I'll oh, take some of it. It's like 12 ears a week or something. But when when you get done with this podcast and you look up the recipe for street corn, you're going to want to make all of it. Oh. I made two pounds of it a couple weeks ago and ate probably 90% of it myself over the course of like 12 hours. That sounds like me with cookie dough. Yeah, it was amazing. I believe you. Do you want some I corn I love corn. Ryan? And then if you put mayonnaise on it, oh, uh, yeah. We're different people. Yeah, you don't like I would not want to put like mayonnaise in my no corn. Worries. Are you against all, have we discussed this, you, are you against all white condiments? Uh, a lot of people that are against mayonnaise also dislike cream cheese, sour cream, cottage cheese. I'm actually broadly against condiments. Even ketchup? No, I, ketchup is like my single exception. Mustard? I don't really like mustard. Barbecue sauce? I love barbecue sauce, all right? Maple syrup? Is that it? So oh, now we're crossing not. into different territory. How do you define condiment? Oh, no. Uh, sandwich condiments. That's okay. usually where... Uh, that's Jardinera? Where... Like spicy pepper sauce? That's what I'm... I'm trying to remember if I actually like it or not. I don't think it's, it's so fun. good. It's a mix of hot sauce and pickles. What's there not to like? Pickles. I can't do hot sauce. You could get mild Jardinera. I actually have been wanting to do a Jardinier tour of all of the brands that are sold in the city. Ah. Are they made in the city? I think some of them are. Okay. We're due for another coffee crawl. I want to do Division from Ashland to Western. The one problem with... I can do decaf. The one problem with Oh, the I coffee, don't drink coffee. I only yeah, drink the best part. Steve just drinks all the way. The, ever since 2011, I have... Occasionally, I know we talk about this with tea. Uh, Caffeine-fueled grad school-induced anxiety. Right. Is real. Oh, I applied to grad school. See, see, 
Oh, really? Yeah, who knows if I'm going to get in? We'll or, or what? When did you apply? When should you hear? Where would you go? What would uh, you it study? would be Northwestern. It would be a Master's of Science in Creative in Leadership and Creative Enterprises. It is technically mm-hmm. a one-year program, but I will probably do it part-time to be a two-year program. Mm-hmm. And it... When did you apply and when did you hear? I applied like this week, and hopefully I will hear soon because ooh, I applied for fall 2018. Give it a rolling. It's a rolling admission. Well, process. congratulations. We'll see. We'll see. I've been. Future congratulations. I have been turned down from grad programs before, so we shall see. Yeah, well, so have I. So have I. It happened, in my case, to the most mediocre of us. Oh. But what would we call that syndrome? CF capping fueled grad school and do CFGSIA. Well, how is dissertation writing going? It's going. With caffeine, without caffeine. Both recently this week I've been rolling back the caffeine all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing is going. I think it's been surprising to me how long how long it has been taking to get into a really good rhythm. Mm-hmm. But it's coming along. Okay. I mean, I still think probably the best easiest way to finish the dissertation would just be to quit. <laughs> but then you wouldn't have a PhD. That's true. Fallacy of sunk cost. It's true. Uh, I li- I read many true. bloggers who advocate just walking away from sunk costs. What? <laughs> no, I'll finish. Okay. Did I tell you we got a cat? <gasps> right, Jason wanted a cat. Yeah. Is it your project. cat or is it Jason's cat? It's Jason. <laughs> but What's I, your name? I help cuddle, provide cuddles and snuggle support. <laughs> her name is Project Rocket Cat. And how old is she? But she goes by Rocket. She's about a year and a half. Okay. We call her Rocket because in the shelter she was named Rocket, which is felt a little predictable to me. I don't know why. They even call her Rock Cat, which would be better. But anyway. Rock Cat or Rock Rock Cat. Raw? Rock Raw? Cat? Cat. Because that, that is definitely okay. Raw. Okay, everybody. Her name was Rocket. Uh-huh. But she doesn't like, and, well, not but, and she doesn't like other cats, so she was effectively living in solitary confinement. Uh-huh. She was, had to be in a cage. She couldn't yeah. be free roaming within a room. And uh, she really had a lot of energy, and she she was had quite the vertical. Uh-huh. And so we altered her name slightly from Rocket to Rocket. Nice. And how is Arthur adapting? I think, okay, he's slightly allergic to cats, ah. as it turns out. Huh. <laughs> and I was like, well, you don't have to let her in your bedroom. And he was like, well, she likes it. Arthur's <laughs> <laughs> a giant pushover. I well, I don't know if they, I wouldn't say it that way. Let's say that he uh, has a, a kind and caring heart. Well, that is also true. There you go. That's true. And how is the new apartment? The new apartment's great. We should do a podcast over there sometime when we Arthur's should. not at work. Yeah, when, so working. Arthur can be on the podcast. Yeah, he's at work until ten thirty. Of course. He's off this weekend, and of course, I'm in New York this weekend. Otherwise, we would podcast this weekend. So we could start making up on our backlog. Exactly. We only have to publish three podcasts in the month of August. Um, maybe you should maybe you should get a cart and walk up and down the 606 with Arthur with your laptop and the microphone in the cart. <laughs> I have a granny cart. I can make this happen. Yeah. We should get one of those, like, uh, the house backup battery things. You oh, know, yeah. Like that. <laughs> and it would be, um, you could do it like, uh, it would be reminiscent of an NPR story. Although even today kind of was. Like an NPR story when it's like, ding, 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 hustle, bustle, hustle, bustle. Here we are in Union Station. 
which I actually find to be an annoying really? way to start a story. But sort of what we did. It was like, hustle, bustle, hustle, bustle. Here we are with, in, in having a podcast. That's how we start every I'm week. Pretty I just sure. start recording, and then you guys are like, are you recording already? And I'm like, yes! I'm pretty sure that's how the podcast itself not just conceptually began, but literally began in all over the time. We have tried it. Hmm. It's like, hey, we should do a podcast. Oh, what's this microphone doing on the table? Well, you know, like a podcast wouldn't be the worst thing we could do with our lives. What would we talk about on this podcast? Do we what have we a find ourselves talking about? Do we have a budget yet for makeup? <laughs> for makeup? It's an audio experience. Today we've tried to bring images to life. Well, it looked, and we did, we did log out your instructions for undieve. That's true. Which and you did my not reactions like. did you call them to undieve. The lobster lettuce. Yes, because it was gross and covered in butter. Did I'm you cook it too sure long? It's not I supposed don't to be know. Slimy. It was slimy. I think I just didn't have enough undieve to soak up the butter. Was it too bitter? I don't know. It was gross. That's okay. You don't have to like everything I do. Okay. My next recipe will be for dried out summer savory. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly moldy cilantro. Because I didn't take it out of the bag because I don't know what to do with it. Bernie. Are you sure you don't want to take the cilantro home? I have lots of other food I have to eat. Okay, fine. I want you to learn how to use that cilantro. Do you have any tomatoes? I ate my tomatoes today. Can you go get a tomato? I already went grocery shopping. You just gotta go buy one tomato. And do what? You're three blocks away from the jewel. Get the one tomato. Get one clove of garlic. I already have garlic. Chop it all up. Put some salt in there. Chop up the cilantro. Throw that in there. Put a little bit of pepper. Just a little bit. Cayenne, just for a little kick. No. no okay, really. don't do that. No. Put some lime juice in it. Okay. Stir it all up. Eat it on a chip. We have Triscuits. We have Triscuits we need to get rid of. You know what, Chip? Okay. Put on a little Triscuit. Okay. We're not going to do that. I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the likelihood of that. I mean, I think it's an accomplishment that I'm going to try to make eggplant parmesan tomorrow evening. Yeah. Good work. Because I don't know what else to do with an eggplant. And my CSA didn't send me an eggplant recipe. Do you... Did you ever have an interest in cooking and it went away? Or... No. Basically, I'm a baker. Do you think baker. your disinterest in, in cooking is a reaction to your childhood cooking experience? No. No, I think it's, it's more that... It's just not your thing. It's just not my thing. And, like, I can make really good chocolate chip cookies, and I've taken to making us... How do you even know? You eat all of the dough. You've already admitted it. Well, you can tell they're really good chocolate chip cookies because the dough is delicious. Fair enough. They're very good. I do love chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. A, a dispute I had with my mother about her memory has to do with chocolate chip cookies. Oh. Because I made a comment once that she used to lock me out of the house, and she said, that is absolutely not true. And I, and I reminded her that when she used to make chocolate, chocolate chip cookies, I would always try to eat the dough, and she got angry at me more than once, and so she would send me on an errand outside, and as soon as I left the house, she would lock the door. <laughs> she says that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> what is the statute of limitations on these kinds of things? <laughs> well, I feel like 17 years is long enough to let it go. Mm-hmm. Wow. That wasn't the way I was expecting that sentence to end, Katrina. Why? That was very unempathetic. Why? I mean, you were eating the cookie dough in my family. 
every, every Christmas, mom made cookies. And there were lots of different types of cookies. Like the entire kitchen basically turned into cookie central. We weren't allowed to eat the cookies unless they were broken or burnt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, yeah. this is sounding like that one. Uh, there um, may have been times when I'd be like, look, Mom, this cookie's, and I'm gesturing like breaking a cookie. This cookie's burnt. May I eat it? Or like, this cookie's broken. May I eat it? And she'd be like, fine. That reminds me of the deep thoughts of Jack Handy where he uh, broke all of the Easter eggs they weren't allowed to touch, or that they, yeah, that they had to point to, and then... Am I remembering this? I, I conceptually know what you're talking about, but do not. They were like ceramic eggs or something, and they'd get hidden. And then they had to point at them when they found them, and the mother would pick them up with a gloved hand. And one year, the eggs were destroyed by a hammer. Oh, no. I did not do that. No. no. Could have gotten more cookies that way. No. I still get cookies every year. She meets her sisters, and they do a cookie exchange and then I get sent cookies for St. Nicholas Day. Uh, when, in town. for one of the podcasts, could we just eat a giant bowl of cookie dough? We could. <laughs> we should probably talk I mean, we could around talk the cookie around dough. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, do we have to? An no. hour of the sounds of eating cookie we don't, dough may not necessarily be My understanding is that the sounds of tea being drunk. <laughs> I mean, we, well. we have had, remember that we came up with like seven spin-off podcasts? Yeah, we're struggling Maybe. on the one, right? <laughs> so, not sure we're ready to spin off seven. It's true. It's true. What would you have me do in Germany, Matthew? He Eat. wants me to go to Gotten again. Gotten. Gotten. Just. I took French in high school. Oh, do you know about spaghetti ice? You'll love spaghetti ice. Is it spaghetti in an ice cube? No, it is ice cream that is extruded to look like spaghetti noodles, and then it's served with strawberry sauce on top. Why? Because then you can call it spaghetti ice. <laughs> it is oftentimes found in Italian-run ice cream shops. Okay. You should eat it. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. I will look for that. And eat all of the sausages you can find on the street. I mean, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Maybe that, are, that are being sold out of a sanitary uh, cart. Blender. Yeah. Skull. Not just, don't eat random sausages you find on the street. Are you going to be in Berlin? I forget. Yes, that's where I'm running She's the marathon. Running. I really liked the, um, oh goodness, now I've forgotten the name of it. The... Oh, it'll come to me. It's a museum. There are many museums in Berlin. I know. It's the Pergamon Museum. Mm. Did I make that up? They have lots of things there that were collected back in the day when not only did they steal artifacts, they were like, "Mm, we're going to take this whole temple. Thanks. (laughs) And it's pretty amazing. Okay. Okay. No. I'm wrong about that. <laughs> the name of it? Or the oh, museum? yeah, no, the Pergamon Museum in Berlin, Germany. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Atlas Obscura describes it as the most visited and possibly most controversial museum in... Dot, dot, dot. I am only reading the 
Google headline. Blurb. But it is actually a spectacular museum. Okay. I will add that to the list of things to do in... Are you going to go to any of the sex museums? I've already been to the sex museum. Are you going to go out to the clubs to go dancing? No. No, I have to run a marathon, which means I need plenty of sleep. You can go afterwards. Have you ever seen someone post-marathon? There's not much dancing involved. There's a lot of limping. There's a lot of, like, When have you been to Berlin before? Uh, 2012. Oh, you were just there. Six years ago. Oh, that's just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I went to Berlin for three days, and that's when I did the wall and Checkpoint Charlie, and um, my friend Kai lived there. He still lives there, and so I will see him again. Um, But he took me... He's like, here's all the arts that happen in Berlin, and this is where fun clubs are. And I was like, that's great. I'm going to eat this cupcake. (laughs) I'm going to go to this art museum and look at this exhibit on women's clothing and then walk through the Holocaust Memorial. I still haven't been to a concentration camp, but I think that's fine. You know, I don't know that I have time on this trip to just become sad and Hmm. deplore the state of humanity (laughs) the day before I run a marathon. That doesn't seem like the right way to prepare for a marathon. Although, marathons are spirit-lifting. I just watched McFarland USA last night. I might have cried. I might have cried. Multiple times. I... (laughs) (laughs) It's a thoroughly predictable sports story starring Kevin Costner. Thoroughly predictable story of a white man coming into a town with Hispanics and, like, lifting their spirits and convincing them they can be more than pickers. So thoroughly formulaic, but because it was about running, I cried. Did you, did they reveal what the medal for the Berlin Marathon was going to look like before you registered for it? No, it's one of the world majors. And my plan is to run all six world, all five, six world majors. What are the others? Uh, Chicago and New York, which I've done. I did Chicago in 2013, and I did New York in 2013 and 2016. And then Berlin I'm doing in 2018, and then I just have Tokyo, London, and Boston. Boston, I will charity run. Um, Tokyo and London are both lotteries, so I'll get into those. And then I'm going to wrap it up after I've done all six world majors. I will let myself do the Big Sur marathon. So Chicago, New York, Boston, London, Berlin, Tokyo. Tokyo. Hmm. Yep, three in the fall, three in the spring. If you count February as spring. Why Tokyo is having their marathon in February, I don't know, but they do. Also, why Berlin is having their marathon in September, I don't know. I don't want to run 26 miles in 70-degree weather, but apparently I will be doing exactly that. You ran two of them in a single year? Yeah. Hmm. Three weeks apart from each other. How was that? Not bad. Has your toenails grown back up? I've never lost a toenail to running. What? Yeah. <laughs> I used to lose them to soccer and make them look pretty basic. You are faster than me, and I guarantee you run more than me. So. And I get my feet stepped on more than you. Yeah. That I don't really I only run three times a week. I keep my mileage fairly low, especially considering your marathon training. Ew. Steve, why did you show me your toenail? Yeah, well because 
it is clearly bruised, and I am probably going to lose that tongue. Ew. I also had a somewhat gruesome injury to a toe a few weeks ago, although it's healed. Would you like to look at it? Oh, what Basically. happened to you? I kicked the ground on accident when I was biking, wearing oh. sandals. Why would you bike wear sandals? Well, you did it this evening. I asked my, I was vividly reminded this evening, or I had a vivid recollection of it. I thought to myself that I was getting on the bike. This is going to be a repeat of when I kicked the ground on accident. Yeah. Do you enjoy your divvy? Uh, it's actually, don't tell anybody, it's not my subscription, technically. Okay. I, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've been, <laughs> don't tell anyone. I've been experimenting <laughs> with Divi, and I've actually quite enjoyed it. Okay. I, my concerns, I mean, I've used Divi before, but I've always done single ride. Right. One way. My concern is that I feel like there is not enough storage on the Divi to carry all the things I need to carry with me. My bicycle has... The little storage thing up front is actually quite great. Okay. Compared to my own bike, which has absolutely no storage. See, my bike has two baskets. Oh. So, there's that. There are things I like about Divi. I always claim... I think that the Divi should just be like an add-on to your CTA mm-hmm. monthly pass. Right? They're like, for an extra 30 bucks, you get Divi for the month as well. And then I'm like, obviously I would use this all the time. But no, the fact that they're separate drives me nuts. I was quite happy to learn that you can, although this has probably been the case for a long while, and I never noticed it, that you can purchase Metro tickets on the same app that you can use to purchase your CTA fare. Ooh. And also, I rode the Millennium, uh, or the, the Metro Electric line twice last Wait, week. What? The one what down to Homewood? The Metro Electric line. What is this? That's the you one down the... I don't the know any. Line, right? It leads From out Millennium of Millennium State. Park, and there's one that goes to the south side and one that goes over to Indiana. Hmm. And the one that goes to the south side goes, like, every 20 minutes. But it didn't get me to campus any faster. Oh. I took it to Homewood twice. It was kind of fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like another Metro, but... Yeah. It's just... But I had never known... There are so many shops in that station. The Millennium Park station? No clue. You wanna you wanna be blown away, Steve? By a subway and a and like a and a Cadoba or something. What would you like some cucumber and melon no. and no. tomato? He doesn't eat I vegetables. Appreciate the offer. He doesn't eat salad? vegetables or fruit. It's not terrible. I tried it. Greatest sales pitch of all time. <laughs> it's not terrible. <laughs> I tried. We also have Corn O'Brien. Whatever that is. But it's corn. With some onion and red peppers. And who didn't I'm like it? I'm just saying, if you wanted to Why be less effective like at convincing me, you could say, Steve, we have some food, and I'll hit you over the head with a hammer. <laughs> right, that's the only way to be less effective at selling this food. I'm just saying, I've become quite domestic in my unemployed state. I've basically reverted to, like, the laziest 1950s housewife ever. You want to talk about a great podcast? (laughs) (laughs) The laziest 1950s housewife ever. I just imagine that, like, it would start, like, since we've been talking about starting a podcast with, with with no formal open, just sounds, it could be the sound of you stirring a pitcher of martini. (laughs) <laughs> and like popping a bottle of pills. 
<laughs> and then the door opened. <laughs> oh, hi, honey. <laughs> oh, there's dinner somewhere. Somewhere. Let <laughs> me try another house. <laughs> uh, I like the idea of the husband just going from house to house and everyone's like, oh, should make dinner tonight, huh? Come on in. <laughs> made meatloaf. I mean, I was going to go on the other end of, you know, like Don Draper, right? Where he's going from mistress house to mistress house. While she's just at home, drunk. Why are you assuming that the laziest housewife ever would be drunk? Why can't she just be lazy? Mrs. Robinson. I was thinking more of the song in Mother's Little Helper. Alright, shall we end this podcast? It has been an hour and four minutes. I mean, if we don't know when it begins, I feel like we should never announce when it ends. Yeah, but I always announce when it ends. Don't I announce when it ends? I feel like I do that. Well, there's always a conversation about clicking off. Yeah. And it's certainly important for us to thank our listeners. Oh, thank you, each and each of you and every one of you. <laughs> to identify Thank you to the class of 2001. <laughs> to also identify that this is ethical writing. Here's yes, to it our, is. Here's it to our future You can listen to, to it on iTunes guest. and that's it. iTunes and our website, ethicalwriting.com. I think you should start charging. And no! That sounds like a terrible idea. Man. That sounds We're like a terrible idea. You pay, more, you pay more in taxes than you take in. Probably. Why would we do that? Just it's already a self-funded podcast. No, because then you can say, uh, on you know, we were in the outro, and now you've opened up a new conversation. So we're going to go back to saying goodbye. We even have an email address if you want to send. It us is. Any it's messages. true. It's ethicalrioting at gmail.com If anyone wants to email us, right now the only people that email us are Squarespace and Google. <laughs> but we look forward to your goodbye, message. everyone. <laughs> Until next time, I'm over so- cookie dough. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, my computer. Has gone to sleep. Okay, there we go. <laughs>